0: Download the Viator app now and use code VIATOR10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Chapter 99. The doubloon. Ere now, it has been related how Ahab was wont to pace his quarterdeck, taking regular turns at either limit, the binnacle and mainmast. But in the multiplicity of other things requiring narration— it has not been added how that sometimes in these walks, when most plunged in his mood, he was wont to pause, in turn at each spot, and stand there strangely eyeing the particular object before him. When he halted before the binnacle, with his glance fastened on the pointed needle in the compass, that glance shot like a javelin with the pointed intensity of his purpose; and when resuming his walk, he again paused before the mainmast, then, as the same riveted glance fastened upon the riveted gold coin there, he still wore the same aspect of nailed firmness, only dashed with a certain wild longing, if not hopefulness. But one morning, turning to pass the doubloon, he seemed to be newly attracted by the strange figures and inscriptions stamped on it, as though now, for the first time, beginning to interpret for himself in some monomaniac way, whatever significance might lurk in them. And some certain significance lurks in all things, else all things are little worth, and the round world itself but an empty cipher, except to sell by the cartload, as they do hills about Boston to fill up some morass in the Milky Way. Now, this de Bloom was of purest virgin gold, raked somewhere out of the heart of gorgeous hills, whence east and west, over golden sands, the headwaters of many a Pactolus flows. And though now nailed amidst all the rustiness of iron bolts and copper spikes, yet untouched and immaculate to any foulness, it still preserved its keto glow. Nor, though placed amongst a ruthless crew, and every hour passed by ruthless hands, and through the live-long nights, shrouded with thick darkness, which might cover any pilfering approach, nevertheless, every sunrise found the doubloom where the sunset left at last. For it was set apart and sanctified to one awe-striking end. And however wanton in their sailor ways, one and all, the mariners revered it as the white whale's talisman. Sometimes they talked it over in the weary watch by night, "'wondering whose it was to be at last "'and whether he would ever live to spend it. "'Now, those noble golden coins of South America "'are as medals of the sun and tropic token pieces. "'Here, palms, alpacas, and volcanoes, "'sun's disks and stars, "'ecliptics, horns of plenty, and rich banners waving, "'are in luxuriant profusion stamped, "'so that the precious gold— seems almost to derive an added preciousness and enhancing glories by passing through those fancy mints so Spanishly poetic. It so chanced that the de bloom of the Pequod was a most wealthy example of these things. On its round border it bore the letters Republica del Ecuador, Quito. So this bright coin came from a country planted in the middle of the world and beneath the great equator, and named after it. And it had been cast midway up the Andes in the unwanting clime that knows no autumn. Zoned by those letters, you saw the likeness of three Andes summits. From one, a flame, a tower on another, on the third, a crowing cock, while arching over all was a segment of the partitioned zodiac, the signs all marked with their usual cabalistics, and the keystone sun entering the point at Libra. Before this equatorial coin, Ahab, not unobserved by others, was now pausing. There's something ever egotistical in mountaintops and towers, and all other grand and lofty things. Look here, three peaks as proud as Lucifer. The firm tower, that is Ahab. The volcano, that is Ahab. The courageous, the undaunted, and victorious fowl. That, too, is Ahab. All are Ahab, and this round gold is but the image of the rounder globe, which, like a magician's glass, to each and every man in turn but mirrors back his own mysterious self. Great pains, small gains, for those who ask the world to solve them. It cannot solve itself. Methinks now this coin-son wears a ruddy face, but see, ay, he enters the sign of storms, the equinox. And but six months before, he wheeled out of a former equinox at Ares. From storm to storm. So be it, then. Born in throes, tis fit that man should live in pains and die in pangs. So be it, then. Here's stout stuff for woe to work on. So be it, then. No fairy fingers can have pressed the gold but devil's claws must have left their moldings there since yesterday, murmured Starbuck to himself, leaning against the bulwarks. The old man seems to read Belshazzar's awful writing. I have never marked the coin inspectingly. He goes below, let me read. A dark valley between three mighty, heaven-abiding peaks that almost seem the trinity in some faint earthly symbol. So in this veil of death, God girds us round, and over all our gloom, the sun of righteousness, still shines a beacon and a hope. If we bend down our eyes, the dark veil shows her moldy soil. But if we lift them, the bright sun meets our glance halfway to cheer. Yet, oh, the great sun is no fixture. And if at midnight we would fain snatch some sweet solace from him, "'we gaze for him in vain. "'This coin speaks wisely, mildly, truly, "'but still sadly to me. "'I will quit it, lest truth shake me falsely. "'There now's the old mogul, soliloquized stub by the tri-works. "'He's been twigging it, and there goes Starbuck from the same, "'and both with faces which I should say "'might be somewhere within nine fathoms long.' and all from looking at a piece of gold. Which did I have it? I'd not look at it very long, ere spending it. Hm. In my poor, insignificant opinion, I regard this as queer. I have seen doubloons before now in my voyagings. Your doubloons of old Spain, your doubloons of Peru, your doubloons of Chile, your doubloons of Bolivia, your doubloons of Popian, With plenty of gold and pistoles and joes and half-joes and quarter-joes, "'What, then, should there be in this bloom of the equator "'that is so killing wonderful? "'By Golconda, let me read it once. "'Hello, here signs and wonders, truly. "'That, now, is what old Bowditch calls the Zodiac, "'and what my almanac below calls Ditto. "'I'll get the almanac, "'and as I have heard devils can be raised with Diabol's arithmetic,' I'll try my hand at raising a meeting out of these queer curva here with the Massachusetts calendar. Here's the book. Let's see now. Signs and Wonders. And the sun, he's always among them. Hmm. Here they are. Here they go. All alive. Aries or the ram. Taurus or the bull. And Jiminy. Here's Gemini himself or the twins. Well, the sun, he wheels among them. I, here on the coin, he's just crossing the threshold between two of twelve sitting rooms, all in a ring. Book, you lie there. The fact is, you books must know your places. You'll do to give us the bare words and facts, but we come in to supply the thoughts. That's my small experience. So far as the Massachusetts calendar and Bowditch's navigator and Dybal's arithmetic go. Signs and wonders, eh? "'Pity if there's nothing wonderful in signs "'and significant in wonders. "'There's a clue somewhere. "'Wait a bit. "'Hist, hark. "'By Jove I have it. "'Look, you de Bloom, "'your zodiac here is the life of man "'in one round chapter. "'And now I'll read it off, "'straight out of the book. "'Come, Almanac, to begin. "'There's Ares or the ram. "'Lecherous dog, he begets us. "'Then Taurus or the bull.' He bumps us the first thing. Then Gemini are the twins. That is virtue and vice. We try to reach virtue when, lo, comes Cancer the crab and drags us back. And here, going from virtue, Leo, a roaring lion, lies in the path. He gives a few fierce bites and dabs with his paw. We escape and hail Virgo, the Virgin. That's our first love. "'We marry and think to be happy, for I. "'When pop comes Libra, or the scales. "'Happiness waited and found wanting. "'And while we are very sad about that, "'Lord, how we suddenly jump as Scorpio, "'or the scorpion, stings us in the rear. "'We are curing the wound "'when wang come the arrows all around. "'Sagittarius, or the archer, is amusing himself. "'As we pluck out the shafts, stand aside.' Here's the battering-ram, Capricornius, or the goat. Full tilt, he comes rushing, and headlong we are tossed. When Aquarius, or the water-bearer, pours out his whole deluge and drowns us, and to wind up with Pisces, or the fishes, we sleep. There's a sermon now, written high heaven, and the sun goes through it every year, and yet comes out of it all alive and hearty. "'Jollily he, aloft there, wheels through toil and trouble. "'And so aloe here does jolly stub. "'Oh, jolly's the word for I. Adieu, de Bloom. "'But stop. Here comes little Kingpost. post "'Dodge round the try now, and let's hear what he'll have to say. "'There. He's before it. "'He'll out with something presently. "'So-so, he's beginning.' I see nothing here but a round thing made of gold. And whoever raises a certain whale, this round thing belongs to him. So what's all this starting been about? It's about worth sixteen dollars, that's true. And at two cents the cigar, that's nine hundred and sixty cigars. I won't smoke dirty pipes like Stub, But I like cigars, and here's nine hundred and sixty of them. So here goes Flask aloft to spy him out. "'Shall I call that wise or foolish now? "'If it be really wise, it has a foolish look to it. "'Yet if it be really foolish, "'then has it a sort of wisest look to it. "'But avast, here comes our old Manx man, "'the old hearse driver. "'He must have been, that is, before he took to the sea. "'He luffs up before the doubloom, hello, "'and goes round on the other side of the mast. "'Why, there's a horseshoe nailed on that side.' and now he's back again. What does that mean? Hark, he's muttering, voice like an old worn-out coffee mill. Prick ears and listen. If the white whale be raised, it must be in a month and a day, when the sun stands in some one of these signs. I've studied signs and know their marks. They were taught me two score years ago by the old witch in Copenhagen. Now, in what sign will the sun then be? The horseshoe sign, for there it is, right opposite the gold. And what's the horseshoe sign? The lion is the horseshoe sign, the roaring and devouring lion. Ship, old ship, my old head shakes to think of thee. There is another rendering now, but still one text. All sorts of men in one kind of world, you see. Dodge again, here comes Queequeg, all tattooing. Looks like the signs of the zodiac himself. What says the cannibal? As I live, he's comparing notes, looking at his thigh bone, thinks the sun is in the thigh, or in the calf, or in the bowels, I suppose, as the old women talk of surgeons' astronomy in the back country. And by jove, he's found something there in the vicinity of his thigh. I guess it's Sagittarius or the archer. No. He don't know what to make of the doubloon. He takes it for an old button off some king's trousers. But aside again, here comes that ghost devil, Fadala, tail coiled out of sight as usual, oakum in the toes of his pumps as usual. What does he say with that look of his? Ah, only makes a sign to the sign and bows himself. There is a sun on the coin, fire worshipper. Depend upon it. Oh, "'more and more. "'This way comes Pip, poor boy. "'Would he had died, or I? He's half horrible to me. "'He too has been watching all of these interpreters, "'myself included, and look now, "'he comes to read, with that unearthly, idiot face. "'Stand away again and hear him, hark. "'I look, you look, he looks, we look, ye look, they look. "'Upon my soul he's been studying Murray's grammar.' Improving his mind, poor fellow. But what's that he says now? Hissed. I look, you look, he looks, we look, ye look, they look. Why, he's getting it by heart. Hissed again. I look, you look, he looks, we look, ye look, they look. Well, that's funny. And I, you, and he, and we, ye, and they are all Bats. "'And I'm a crow, especially when I stand atop of this pine tree here. "'Caw, caw, ain't I a crow? "'And where's the scarecrow? "'There he stands, two bones stuck into a pair of old trousers, "'and two more poked into the sleeves of an old jacket. "'Wonder if he means me. "'Complimentary, poor lad. "'I could go hang myself. "'Anyway, for the present, I'll quit Pip's vicinity.' "'I can stand the rest, for they have plain wits. "'But he's too crazy witty for my sanity. "'So-so, I leave him muttering. "'Here's the ship's navel, this doubloon here, "'and they are all on fire to unscrew it. "'But unscrew your navel, and what's the consequence? "'Then again, if it stays here, that is ugly too, "'for when aught's nailed to the mast "'is a sign that things grow desperate. (laughs) "'Ha-ha, old Ahab, the white whale!' He'll nail ye. This is a pine tree. My father in old Tallinn country cut down a pine tree once and found a silver ring grown over in it, some old man's wedding ring. How did it get there? And so they'll say in the resurrection, when they come to fish up this old mast and find a doubloom lodged in it with bedded oysters for the shaggy bark. Oh, the gold, the precious, precious gold. Hishish. Hish. God goes among the world's blackberrying. Cook, oh cook, and cook us, Jenny. Hey, 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 Jenny, Jenny, and get your hoe cake done. Phoebe Reads a Mystery is recorded in the studios of North Carolina Public Radio, WUNC.